I mean, yeah. let's be real. If Jennifer Tilly in human or doll form starts seducing you, uh, you're just gonna die. Chucky's, yeah, gonna, Chucky's just gonna. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know that's fine. Yeah, she's fine. Jennifer <laughs> Tilly's a treasure, and we love her. Yep. Yeah, I love Bound. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, welcome to Blank Bodies. Vampire the Masquerade. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> we fucked that up. Yeah, welcome to Blank Bodies, a Vampire the Masquerade tabletop and horror podcast. I'm your host, Hunter, and as always, I'm joined by... John! It's Sarah. And the Lorebot. James. Cool. So, uh, part two. Part two. Part two. Part, part two. two. Part two. Part Part ducks. Fi. Yeah. So, uh, we're at the history portion for Clan Malkavian. Yeah. So, fun fact, uh, this is part of our deep dive series, so we do a combo of uh, Patreon and Twitter polls to decide what order we're doing these in. Uh, So, Malkavian won. We're in the middle of that, so let's go. Uh, Yeah, speaking of the Twitter poll, uh, Monday, the day this comes out, our patrons are going to get a vote on who goes on our next clan poll, and then next week, we're going live on Twitter. With the poll for everyone. So if you want to get in early, see who makes it to that first, that last poll. Hell yeah. We got a Patreon for that. Hell yeah. yeah. Help guide our dumbasses into making decisions. I was just trying to think of a good, like, video game theme song, like a fight kind of theme song. I don't know why the Space Jam theme was the only thing that came to my (laughs) mind. That's a really bad video game. Yeah. It really is, though. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. We could we could do better than that. This plan deserves better than that. Uh, I am going to give the slight content warning of uh, this clan includes conversations about mental health, including historical mental health treatment, psychological torture. Uh, history sometimes is bad and terrifying. So uh, if you're not feeling it, that's okay. And if you want more uh, context for uh, mental health portrayals in gaming, go to episode thirty-two. For mental health and gaming. We already did that primer. We're not talking about that in this episode. We're getting in. We're getting in to the lore. Uh, the sources that we have done for this are as goes follows. The V5 Core Book, Chicago by Night, Chicago Folios, Malkavian Clan Book, Malkavian Revised, Lore of the Clans, uh, Vampire of the Masquerade 20th Edition, Veil of Night, Becca's Jihad Diary, Fountains of Bl- Bright Crimson, Eurydice's Fragments, Book of Nod, Black Hand, hey. The Guide to the Talmara, uh, and as well as the Camarilla Book from V5, and then videos from the Primogen, Lore by Night, Alstar, and Gentleman's Guide to Vampire. There's just like two or three things that we have. So many. I gotta be honest, I've never even heard of Fountains of Bright Crimson before. You're pulling out the deep cuts, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, it's Dark Ages shit. Oh, wow. Okay. There's a yeah. lot of lore within Dark Ages in Old World of Darkness that has a bunch of really cool shit that you can pull for context for modern nights that, like, nobody pays attention to. Yeah. So, you know. That's because you'd have to open a book called Fountains of Deep Crimson. <laughs> it, I, it sounds like a really rad, like, goth album, though. I, or, like, a really shitty romance novel. It do be sad, be, like, be good. like that yeah. book's title sounds like a gothic romance novel. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, a classic. I guess also to add to the fun of the Malkavianness, uh, there might be doggo sounds. Yeah, that's Maybe. true. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. see. So bonus content, there might be puppy noises. Yeah, I got a new pup, and he is very young and excited. So we're gonna see what happens. And but they have abandonment issues. That's okay. No, he do. He yeah. he very much do. Yeah. He was found under a bench. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tied to said bench. Yep. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Blank Bodies. We we have street dogs. I Yay. I think the the most sad part about it is is the fact that that first image you took of him and sent to the group when you got up close looked like it could have been on a Sarah McLaughlin fucking I do, right? commercial. Just in the arms. <laughs> Just... Hey, so this is the intro of the episode. By the way, there might be puppy noises. If it bothers you, eat shit. 
dying of fire. All right, so. <laughs> Blank bodies would have to say that we officially don't condone you dying in a fire. Please seek help if you want to die in a fire. <laughs> you can, if you're a Canadian citizen, you could apply for voluntary euthanasia. <laughs> Lucky just, bastards. That's just a fact. Um, there's, there's a lot of fucking we're in hell did a really good uh, video essay about euthanasia uh, in the context because he's from Canada. It's mm-hmm. really good. It's it's fucking sad, but really good. What do they use for the euthanasia? Uh, drugs. Just random drugs? No. Or they're you, just, like, they're like, eh, here's you, like you go to 37 a, ounces of ketamine, a, some crack, and heroin. No. Right, you go Heart to, explodes. Uh, doctor who, uh, I, I just, I think doses you with a various amount of drugs. Hmm. Uh, but like in a humane and comforting way and you do it in your own terms. And, right, right, right. Yeah. It's one of those like it's 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 beautiful and sad and then also commentary on like residual uh, uh, eugenics that exists in our society because you know people are like well if you're not able-bodied and productive go fuck yourself and it's just like uh, that's not good mm-hmm. that's how you end up with a rake <laughs> anyways <laughs> which is not a fun time but uh, speaking of fun times uh, Mac- history Cavians? yeah. I mean, I guess sometimes they're fun times. Yeah, well, their history is one of those, like, it has ebbs and flows in the meta plot in context for uh, how the society treats people with mental illness mm-hmm. and mm. their esteem uh, in society directly correlates to how well the Malkavians do in the time period. So keep an eye out on that, folks. <laughs> yeah, because they've always felt like kind of plot devices at times they, yeah. they've got a lot of open-ended stuff in their history and like what they can do and how they're used yeah so we're gonna start with beginnings as you should with uh malkav mm-hmm. the boy the lad yes the dreamer the, the seer the, the moon the moon the only yeah <laughs> hopefully it's just one mm-hmm. <laughs> uh yeah. yeah sure so malkav goes by several fucking names including malik malk micah madrid mad tom malk um, the Malky, or just the moon. I really like Malcolm the Malky. Yeah. <laughs> Malcolm, I, I just every time I read it, I just put it to the tune of Nelly the Elephant. I thought you were going with Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> I wish, but no, just no. I love that song. Toy Dolls slaps. <laughs> I mean, the amount of times the the Malkavians have can you have said? Can you repeat that question? Yeah, for sure. So, fun fact, uh, with a lot of Malkavian early history, uh, we have no reliable sourcing, so yeah. uh, we don't know if Malkav is actually this dude's actual name. That's just kind of what historical texts have agreed upon. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a fun note in, uh, I want to say it's in the Book of Nod, in like the author's lining notes, so it's like the in-character character that's like compiling all of the Book of Nod. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I learned the actual name for Bruja, and then I woke up and somebody had carved my name on my own forearm while I was day sleeping, so I'm just going to not do that shit ever again. Oh, mm. I think that one might be the Eurydice's Fragment. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those two. But yeah, that happened, and he's just like, I nerded too hard to the sun, and now uh, yes. I've been witnessed, and I'm just going to not say that shit ever anymore. <laughs> yeah, some, yeah, somebody with Tim Porus just went, stop it. <laughs> I'm going to give you a slight boop smoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we don't know if that's actually his name. Uh, there's some interesting cultural notes. Uh, Malachi in Hebrew is like my angel or messenger as a name meaning. In Aramaic, uh, Malku means king. And in Arabic, Melik it roughly translates to angel. Mm-hmm. So that theming with Malkavian is like, oh, also, oh no. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what does that mean? <laughs> ah. 
Uh, we also have no idea who this person was before the embrace. I feel like that's pretty common. All we know is that they were like a sweet angel prince. Sweet mm. angel prince. Kate. Sweet little boy. Just just the goodest noodle. Because uh, I think he was one of the few like original third gens that Kane was kind of like, eh, I don't hate this one. Eh, we'll, we'll see about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so when they were a human, uh, they may have been a seer, a prophet, or even an angel. We don't know. The texts say a bunch of different shit. Uh, they might have been a twin brother of Arakel, which was the Toreador founder. Mm -hmm. They actually say a little bit more about that in the Toreador book, too. Yeah, which mm. if you vote for Toreador, I'll get into it. <laughs> uh, I just find that to be neat, especially with the bloodline of the Sisters of Cacophony, because that's the Toreador and the Malkavians kind of mushed together. So, mm -hmm. like, that's neat. Uh, just... Yeah, my uh, Malkav might have been brothers with uh, Saulot and Set. Now, whether if it's biological brothers or adopted brothers or bro brothers... Mm -hmm. that's left to interpretation who the fuck knows i feel like that one specifically is the one that the books lean into the most yeah. because it comes up Way in multiple yeah, situations they, they, so they're at least the three of them were at least very close they are well, and their interactions lead to a lot of things in the grander meta plot which we will be discussing which that might be the fact that they're all very philosopher type uh mm -hmm. just original vampires because like they have different perspectives because it feels like it's the sliding scale of morality in D D where you know it's good neutral evil yeah that's that is precisely what the parable about them is about so yep yeah okay good Thanks. uh uh, Malkov might have also been the twin brother of Malachi, which means uh, Malkov has an evil twin <laughs> named cool. Malachi, who in one of the books uh, got banished to the Shadowlands, which for those who don't know what that is, that's basically a mirror dimension of our world that wraiths live in. So there might be a evil Malkavian that's just been chilling in the ghost portal. That's spooky. Hey. For thousands of years. If you don't want a very serious... Uh, over-the-top, crunchy, like, consequency game, uh, here's your soap opera. Here's your soap opera plug right there. Just like, oh, no, it's Malkav's evil twin. Malachi. Now, does Malachi just look like Malkav, but with a really mustache. craps mustache? Yes. Now, was yeah. was he also a vampire? Uh, Do we know? Cause he, I... Yes, he, he does get embraced. Uh, he doesn't have the time to make... Uh, Childer, though, before he gets shoved to the ghost portal, so there's no descendants of Malachi. What if Malachi is the Madness Network? He's Bad. been reaching out, trying to get through or, like, communicate mm -hmm. with his kin. That could be fun. That is an interesting theory. Or he could be part of why wraiths are doing their wraith thing. Yeah. yeah. Or what if uh, whatever La Sombra is is not actually La Sombra, it's just Malachi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes! Or what if they formed... And uh, yeah, antediluvian Voltron. Ugh. Oh no, I hate that. No, it's... that's what's whatever's in the flesh thing. Mm. That's that's antediluvian Voltron there. That is. That well, is I mean, true. Voltron asked for consent. <laughs> that thing probably didn't. He Fair. Always asked for consent. Yep, we have an episode. Uh, yep. <laughs> a couple. Yeah, we do have, and I'm gonna keep saying it forever. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Forever I'm, until I die. And I'll keep plugging those episodes uh, until they're the most watched episodes. Yes, Malkav before embrace might have been mentally ill, mm -hmm. uh, but what is known as the quote unquote the sight. Like the true Malkavian understanding of illness and perception didn't happen until after Embrace, which mm. is one of the few facts that is actually agreed upon about that whole process for him. Mm. Was they're like, oh yeah, he might have been a chill guy, might not have been a chill guy, might have had a family. We don't know, but like he wasn't super crazy until after the Embrace. Yeah. And even then, 
<laughs> there's not an agreement on how it happened, when it happened, or why. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. A lot okay. of vagaries. Yeah. Uh, I think I remember reading in like, oh God, it was. I think it was the earlier Gehanna book that like he had some form of sight, but not like to the degree that the Malkavians have now. He had, yeah. I think that's the reason why the, the second that's gents picked him. one version of the yeah, story. Yeah. There's, that's the, yeah. like... There are so many. There are so many, so you can just kind of have fun. Do with it what you will for your chronicle. I, I feel like that's kind of just the vibe of the antediluvians anyway. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, it, everyone says something different, and even if you pick one, it's not necessarily true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... Yeah. I always find that to be the interesting thing. The only reason why they gave concrete answers in the Gehenna book is they were like, okay, this is the end of the story. This is how we're ending. This is what we're like. Hey, if you're going in with our ending, but now with the new stuff, it's like, eh. It's like, you thought that was an ending. It's literally world of darkness. Like Vampire the Masquerade literally did the meme of someone better call an ambulance, but not for me, (laughs) but with the plot. (laughs) Yeah. It's great. Uh, yeah, so the origins of his madness. Uh, we have no fucking idea which of the second gen uh, embraced Malkov. There's good evidence for all of them. Oh. Yeah, wasn't there also a theory that every one of them embraced him at once? No. Okay. There is a theory that does involve all of them, but I will oh, yeah, get yeah. to I'm that. Good. Okay. Uh, Mal- yeah, so uh, parts of the reason why he might have gone mad, uh, Malkov was trying to reach beyond threads of reality, and so he fucked around with the Fae. That'll do it. Uh, so it's yeah. just like, oh, I've seen Beyond Sight. And also, you know, we went to a garden party and I snorted something. And now I can see everything all at once. How <laughs> have you Dionysus too hard? There's also a similar one that was that like he kind of had theories about how the universe worked. And um, Kane was just like, hmm, that seems interesting. I'm going to brace you and you can find out. Yeah, that's kind of the next part of this. Uh, Kane, uh, apparently there's a story where he was trying to teach his childer how to basically defy God and do things that they're not supposed to be doing. And apparently Malkov was the one who got the closest and that uh, ability shattered their brain. Huh. It's very Lovecrafty where it's yeah. like, you, you, you look too hard and now your brain's broken. I also like the idea of him being like, I've almost freed myself from God's you know rules. And then God's like, and no. <laughs> You know, almost tower. On it. Yeah, almost tower of Babel style. Mm-hmm. Like you're almost here, and I'm just gonna knock that over because I'm a dick. Yeah, that's a real good like parable for like a generational is it trauma. The mm-hmm. like passing down your bullshit, your bullshit goals onto your children, and just being like, I need you to defeat God. Why? Because I want to defeat God. Okay, thanks, Dad. I'm glad I'm crazy now. Yeah. Yeah, just like, I just I, I just want to make Daddy proud. <laughs> and then don't ever do that. It's not going to work. <laughs> Although I will say with Malkav, it's hinted that um, he's not sad about what happened at all. No. And it, he's like, oh, sick. I broke through to the other side. Sick. Yeah, he's, he's, not... he's living in the fourth dimension while leaving everyone else back in the third. Yeah. yeah. Is basically his point of view on things. He's always, at least, again, we don't have any, like, concrete stuff on anything, but he's always read, like, he's just, like, the anti-Diluvian that's just, like, nah, I'm vibes. Like, Like, this is happening? All right. Cool. No machinations, no, I'm here to take over the world. He's like, nah, I'm just chilling, bro. (laughs) Fuck off. Uh, Maybe. Yeah, there is a a storyline where... uh, Cain might have just been pissed at Malkov and just cursed him specifically. (laughs) He's just like, he won't shut the fuck up. (laughs) He was a seer beforehand. You gave him vampire powers. Of course he's going to be like, 
check it out <laughs> every it, it, 10 minutes. Then a very Old Testament, like, what if I made your favorite trait the worst thing? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, God, why are we like this? Uh, might have been cursed by Lilith as a way to get back at Cain. Oh. So he was like Cain's favorite, and Lilith was like, I'm going to kick well, your sand pile. Because, well, it's not necessarily even Malkov was the favorite. It's just Malkov was kind of the most chill one. So mm. it was easiest for her to kind of after school special stroll up to him and then whisper some sort of arcane truth that was so powerful she didn't even tell Kane, and it was powerful enough that it broke his brain. Cool. Because, you know, when, when goth mommy tells you the truth, apparently it's very serious. I mean, goth That's mommy. fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I love everyone universally agrees that Lilith is hot as fuck and it's okay if she steps on you. Yeah. Like, I mean, I would probably die, but I think it would probably be worth It'd it. It'd be worth. All yeah. right, bet. Yeah. Uh, so this is getting back to the, the thing with all of the second gen. So Makov is also documented to have possibly... Uh, consumed a lot of Vitae of the second gens. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so during his embrace or like... After. Nah, uh, when they did the uh, overthrow. Because yeah. Well, no, no, not, not during the overthrow, before that. Oh, like he was being bloodbound to them, kind of. Bloodbound or doing like a cheeky experiment of like, hey, so your blood's really powerful. If I have a fuckload of that, I might be able to like see shit. I want to see... Mm. I've seen far. I want to see further. Yeah. And also I think it is... I think it, there, it's also the theory that when the overthrow did happen, he was just like, no, I'm going to eat a little bit of all of them. Like he yeah. just was, he, it said that he ate the most while others were lapping blood off the ground. Yeah. Like he pretty much was just going in on it. <laughs> oh he my God, Malcav's Pac-Man. <laughs> he was doing a bad lunch chugs while everyone else was having like a shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's also the, uh, so Malkav might've made a deal with a djinn. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the deal was uh, he's going to let the spirit ride his body in exchange for like being able to see into the spiritual realm and things beyond sight. And right. Jin was like, all right, bet I would like to be in a body. And uh, it went bad and uh, it broke both of their brains and they kind of fused together. And that's why the cobwebs a thing. Huh. Okay. That's kind of the more uh, Arab uh, leaning ideas of like, why are the Malkavians like this? That's kind of cool. Well, yeah. They had madness and they had a conduit. Yeah, it's just like, oh yeah, no, he's a he's a learned man and a scholar and is trying to make like a cheeky fey deal with this djinn desert spirit and it went poorly. Well, first of all, never make a deal with a djinn. Yeah, it's gonna That's go poorly. That's rule number one. You're gonna end up actually fucking yourself. Exactly, literally. Yeah, literally. Watch, watch Wishmaster. Uh, Wishmaster 2. Yeah, Wishmaster. Yeah. Any of them, yeah, yeah. No, 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 2's... Two's probably the best one to see how things can go terribly wrong, because that's the one that starts with the thief just being like, I wish I was never born. He's just like, wish granted. And you just watch this man just slowly fucking de-age into a fucking fetus and just... And then the main character comes in and is like, I don't remember having a boyfriend. That's great. Mm. Yeah, no, the, the first two fucking solid, and then after that it's just kind of a... Mm -hmm. Silly. <sighs> and I like the one that takes place in prison. There's a... Yeah. I think that is two. Oh, I thought that was three. No, that three is like all prison. There is just part of a prison in the second one. Oh, yeah, because three has the one where uh, the dude grants the wish to ha have the warden go fuck himself. <laughs> yes. And he does. There is a Goosebumps like this, too. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah, just, uh, just a lot of a lot of Malkov's uh, uh, origins, especially in their madness and embrace, seem to be a lot of the audacity of like, I'm gonna do this thing. How dare? Oh no, there's consequences. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
fuck. <laughs> Why do we always have to come back to consequences, guys? I know, right? That's, uh, it might as well be called Vampire the Consequences. That's literally this game. It's be gay, flirt with your friends, here are some consequences. <laughs> you flirted with your friends too hard. Yeah, it's great. Uh, so the one of my favorite little parables uh, about Malkov from the ancient times is the tale of three brothers. Mm-hmm. So Malkov uh, has a special interest in the mind and perception. Uh, his borough set had an interest in the spirit and spirituality. Uh, the two got into a debate, as bros tend to do. And uh, Malkov believed that truth is objective and observable, and you can find ultimate truth if you just kind of like look hard enough. And Set believed that uh, truth is personal and experienced within the soul, and you get to it through uh, suffering and despair, which if you understand... The Satites and Ministry lawyer just like, ah, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's why That's... he's into corruption, because he's trying to get to spiritual truth. I feel like Set and Shalim are like, would be buddies. Would kind of bros, kind yeah. of bros. Yeah. yeah, I'll get into that if you guys vote for that fucking clan. Anyways. <laughs> It'll uh, be a while. We're doing the basics first. The Ministry's in the 13th. Oh shit, you're yeah, right. The yeah, the ministry is in so the is, So is uh, the, the Salubri. You're right. Yeah. yeah the Salubri, the Bana Hakim. Yeah. The, we got we got a lot on the roster. Yeah, we got a lot. Uh yeah. Mm. So the two bros could not make a resolution, so they decided to go talk to Saulot. Uh, cause he, they're like, Hey, you're, you're a smart guy. You're good at things. Help us figure this shit out. And his response was, I fucking can't make that decision. So I'm going to go on a road trip quest to go achieve enlightenment and figure out if I can solve how you get to ultimate truth. In the East. Yeah. And that's why he was all like, I'm going to go grow a third eye. That eventually happens. That's kind of what ties into this. So before he goes, Salat gives his sword to Set and Set gives him a staff. So he gets a big old walking stick. Set does a tradesy for, uh, you take my stick, Salat, I take your sword. Thank you, friend. Uh, Salat gives Malkov his crown. Mm-hmm. And Malkov's like, shit, I didn't know we we're doing gifts. So, <laughs> uh, he uses his own Vitae to draw a third eye on the center of Salat's forehead. And he's like, this is to guide you on your journey. And then Salat fucks off. And, comes <laughs> and they back. never see each other again. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, and it comes back later, and it's a real eye. Yeah, we'll get into that on that yeah. episode. Oh, but God, keep, the Salubri keep episode. Keep this story in mind for later on in the Malkavian history. And Malkov is supposedly one of the major instigators for the revolt of the 13 Antediluvians at the fall of the Second City. Because apparently Malkov had a vision, or had a thought, or was speaking out of turn. It's not clear what happened, but he ran his mouth, and it fucking pissed off the second gen so much, they beat the tar piss out of him. Yeah, it says it was specifically Enoch, Irad, and Zilla. Yeah, those are the the three second gens. So we have Enoch Mm -hmm. the Wise, Irad the Strong, and Zilla the Beautiful. One of those is his dad, mom, eh, we don't know. Mm. But yeah. It's probably the Wise. Eh. Again, there's no concrete data. It's just the with the trees of like the fact that most of the second gens are pretty much just uh, allegories for you know physical, mental, and appearance traits. Well, there's 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 reasons for all of them, and yeah. we can all leave it up to our fan yeah. theorems. But yes, uh, yeah, they basically beat the living unlife out of this man. <laughs> And it made all the third gen interluvians hella pissed because they're just like, you can't beat up on the crazy brother. What the fuck? He doesn't barely even know any better, guys. You can't you can't beat up on the autistic child. That's not his fault. God. We Basically, don't... yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, this abuse, yeah, set off the third gen to attack their elders and thus brought about the fall of the second city. Womp womp. Womp womp. 
Maybe don't beat up on the kid. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe don't beat up on people that are having issues. Yeah. Maybe they just listen to too much of the Ramones. Maybe. <laughs> beat on a brat with a baseball yeah. bat. Yep. On here. Yeah. So now the 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 the, the fun question Sorry. is is Malkov alive or is they dead? Is it live or is it dead now? Bum, 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 yeah. bum. Uh, the answer is either no. Mm-hmm. Or yes. Malkov, while they were traveling from uh, Enoch to Petra, which yep. is a real city, uh, he was torn apart. Yep. Uh, we have no idea who did this, but uh, those childer that were traveling with him drank enough of his Vitae that was left mm-hmm. that they basically were able to maintain the clan and continue on into these nights. Huh. That, that kind of... story also says they consumed his flesh, too. Regardless. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, well, that was the weird parable in the uh, Gehenna book that they were like, no, they consumed him whole. They literally were just like, oh no, they did a murder. And they just went, his child are just like, were called back and just went, hey dad. Yeah, it's a little Jesus allegory. Mm -hmm. That would explain the web there. Yeah. If he's just literally a bit of him is inside of every mount. Yeah. That's, uh, that was literally the... This is the one that's from the Gehenna book because it's said in that one that this might be what happened. Only thing that they were like, we agree on this, is they're like, the second city fell and he just went. Yeah, uh, that one I actually did not pull from the Gehenna book. That one is from the Malkav revised, the thing you're referring to, I will get to. Oh, sorry. I thought this. No, 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 you're good. So the options are no, he is fucking dead and exists only like power wise through the mm. clan as a kind of like mass diablery mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, then there's the answer. Of, yeah, he's just he's alive, but he's in Torpor somewhere in the Valley of Hinnom, which mm-hmm. is like in the Jerusalem area. Uh, could be literally underneath Jerusalem or Petra. We don't know. Mm. Uh, it is. There's a. Uh, it's a bot rumor that uh, if uh, Malkov were to wake up from this place, uh, they would utilize the cobweb to draw all of the Malkavians in and just fucking eat them. Damn. So that's part of the reason why the Sabat in that area have been like, now we got to get in there. We got to get in there. And mm-hmm. there might also be some impetus for uh, why the Crusades kept happening in this alternate reality where vampires are like, oh shit, if Malkov's in there, we got to go get we gotta him. We got to get there. Yeah, we got to get gotta. him. Yeah, because that's that's honestly the less scary thing he could do. Because if he woke up and they're all their minds connected, it's just like, all right, he is just every Malkavian now. Mm-hmm. That's just as terrifying. That's... Yeah, it's just he ate everybody. Yeah, is I mean, it... would it be possible? Because like we talked about how Malkavians, it's we we weren't sure if they are important of madness. Like they mm-hmm. they are here to show that like, oh oh, things are about to go down, or if it follows them. Yeah. Um, be kind of nuts if it was like his mind touches all the Malkavians and it just kind of like, I don't know, EMP yeah. grenades yeah. craziness. Like, cause That's- they've. Oh, I was going to say, because we've already talked about the fact that uh, the more Malkavs that are in one area, they become signal boosters. Yeah, yeah, that that happens. And if he is alive but in torpor, there is precedent for if you're powerful enough, you can still be in torpor and mentally like manipulate uh, lower gen characters. Mm -hmm. And there is some musings by Beckett in Beckett's Jihad Diary about... Uh, this possibility being a thing, and that's why there's so much like religious turmoil in the area, which mm. I'm like, is for story an interesting thought, but I feel like it also just downplays the responsibility that people have about like their own moral choices in regards to religion. And I'm just like, eh, that's kind of gross and weird. Maybe don't. Hmm. I was about to say the yes and both Hunter's and Skipper's idea, because uh, this is from Chronicles, doesn't matter, but it would be an interesting concept that would be fucking frightening for a Gehenna plot. 
Yeah, if Malkav works, uh, wakes up, turns on all the Malkavians. In Chronicles, Malkavians don't exist. It's a disease. Everything's a disease in Chronicles. Well, no, no, no. I just mean... Chronicles is like, they're sick. They're just sick. It'll spread to everyone. That's what I'm like, saying. If he wakes up, turns on the signal booster, it's like, oh, are you in range of the Malkavians? Hi, you're now connected to the Ma- uh, the Madness Network. It'd be like, that'd be frightening. Well, that, yeah, that's that, kind of what I was talking about. That can already kind of happen. I mean, demontation in like mm-hmm. earlier editions, mm-hmm. you could have like AOE demontation. I'm yeah, pretty sure. That, yeah, that mm-hmm. was a big part oh, yeah. of demontation in Old World was that you could, by your mere presence, <sighs> affect the sanity of people around you just because you're just your aura just emanates not wellness. Which I'm like, ah, eh, that's got some implications narratively that I don't fucking like. But you know, again, it's one of those ones where I feel like you kind of have to lean into that. What they're saying is real, and it's just fourth dimensional or whatever. To yeah. where it's like. He's emanating so much truth that it makes nervous people nervous to be around it. Like a Lovecraft book and less oh, yeah. like, you know, uh, chronic depression. I was about to say, yet again, so- it feels like that storyline would be the in the mouth of madness from fucking. Yeah, or a uh, uh, fucking. Uh, God damn it. The, the fucking uh, Lovecraft movie with the radio station. Oh, yeah. Pontypool. Pontypool. Yeah, it's like if it treated like Pontypool where it's like, oh, no, it's like an ultrasound or, you know, fucking it's like a disease of language. Like disease of language it. or uh, infrasound, you know, yeah, you yeah, have yeah. like low resonance sounds happening around you. You just feel really uneasy, but it's so low you can't hear it. So you're just like, I don't know why I feel spooky and creepy, but, but I, don't I do. Like it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and also adding to the Sabbat, uh, uh theories about Malkov, they will, some of them will go through periods where they'll just embrace a fuckload of Malkavians because they think that if Malkov is in torpor but alive, the more Malkavians you make, the less control he has because he's like spread so thin. Mm. So they think if they make enough Malkavians, they're like, if we make enough babies, he's going to be too busy and we could get him. (laughs) It's the old adage of how many toddlers could you fight before they were able to take you down? Basically, yeah. They're trying to like Lucille Ball candy conveyor belt him. (laughs) And then kick his ass. And he's just like, fuck, I have too many chocolates. Like, And then they're like, yeah, and the chocolates fight back. And, or we'll just eat them. Like, you know, because yeah. the Sabbat loves a Diablerie. Oh, yeah. Which again. <laughs> Good old time. See that Red Star episode. Yeah. For, yeah, eating vampire. Bad time. Bad times. And there's also the option of they could be both dead and alive. It's a little Schrodinger's vampire. Yep. Or Malkov is literally the sentient cobweb. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're both alive and dead at the same time. We can't observe you, so who the fuck knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, and whether he did this to avoid final death in the desert when his body got torn asunder, mm-hmm. or if this was his attempt to ascend to a higher plane and then just kind of got stuck as, as the brain connection for his entire plan, uh, we don't know. So what you're telling me mm-hmm. is... We don't know the answer to the question yep. we nope. asked. Okay, yeah. cool, thanks. Yeah. Well, I mean, as, as <laughs> useful. As I said, Old World's answer was just like, he didn't survive the fall of the second city. And that's just like, everything up is open, everything else is up to interpretation. Yeah. yeah. That's- the, the only hard facts we have is he did exist uh, when he was embraced, something fucky happened and his brain went sideways, and now he's not here. <laughs> at least as far as that he just lives in the cobweb and that's all that's left of him um thought uh it is kind of hinted in some of the books that like his children weren't didn't have as much mental illness or weren't as mentally ill until he died mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or transcended and then it just like spread mm-hmm. through them all mm-hmm. so that would make sense if it was just like they were just like seers but they're 
otherwise kind of all there and then he became a part of all their brains and that's when it kicked in right yeah because to yes and in the Gehenna book it says that the again in the theoretical event of his consumption it wasn't all of his children that came back it was a lot of them and they and they came back and it did do what you said it literally went like they got a little matter and then as they spread out through the community it just yeah made it worse for everybody else consequences it's what happens when you commit a big ass diablery <laughs> well c- pres- commit a consume your dad <laughs> yeah i just you know we hey, all hey guys, desire. Any, uh, listeners no. everybody who's listening to this podcast right now i'm gonna give you a piece of advice don't eat your dad yeah if anything i've learned from world of darkness it's don't, don't, don't eat your, your father <laughs> yeah i i'll take that off my bucket list i guess <laughs> i don't I don't have the ability to consume biological matter, but I understand the concept of seasoning. I don't care what he's got on him. Don't eat your dad. <laughs> I don't care how spicy he is. Yep. So in ancient times, uh, the Malkavian like leaders, like the Methuselahs and elders, banded together because they're just like, oh shit, we don't have a dad. We're the only team that doesn't have a dad. <laughs> uh, we gotta like collect the chickadees and be like, okay, who can do what? <laughs> uh, and this actually worked really well for them. Because, you know, they had a stronger bond and network and community and all that kind of stuff. And that tradition kind of has continued on into these nights. It's weird how, like, the lone wolf does not last. But the community, it'll last. Hell yeah. I don't think we've gotten into this yet. But I think it's like, because uh, we haven't done the Nosferatu mm-hmm. episode. It's their community almost rivals that of Nosferatu. Because I think technically the Nosferatu have a little more, like, us against everyone where they'll well yeah they're like we are literally cousins yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> they, everybody else but malcavs are almost as close to that where they're just like mm, fort i do have to make an amendment to my statement yes um that statement does not apply to la sombra yeah because mm-hmm. they're like the lone wolf that actually can kind of do it kind of that's because they have ptsd <laughs> and paranoia and they're right ready yeah. to fight god <laughs> at any <laughs> fucking I... moment <laughs> they're the like Lysandra god's around the corner let's fucking go are a very cool clan but i'm also here for la sombra slander because it amuses me oh yeah oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 but i'm petty so yeah, moving just... moving along uh <laughs> During ancient times, the Malkavians thrived basically as oracles and quote-unquote gods. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't uncommon uh, back in ancient times during the pagan days to have like city-states and therefore like city gods. Mm-hmm. So some Malkavians would sneakily just walk into a city and then put on a hat and be like, I'm god now. <laughs> and Are you going to stop me? <laughs> Yeah, particularly in Greece was like their favorite place to do this. Like <laughs> the, the references we had to Dionysus earlier. There was a Malkavian that just was Dionysus. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you understand the mythos for Dionysus, it makes sense because not only is he like the party god and like wine daddy, uh, a lot of their aspects about chaos does lean into this almost like Cthulian madness, primal energy thing. And you're just mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, no vibes. Yep. Yeah, Cthulian madless, uh, madness, very sensual while also being non-binary. And I love, because I can definitely see Malkavian using the weirdest form of Dionysus's birth in uh yes i was birthed from zeus's thigh what yep i can't crawled on out (laughs) i just i fucking just popped out of his thigh you mean he didn't rape somebody nope i came out of him i'm like that is me and athena we're like this (laughs) yeah she's she's a brain child and i am a thigh child that's why i'm thick is Mm -hmm. is zeus a sponge Kind of. Was he just budding? Is what yeah. you're saying? <laughs> Sometimes, and then um, other times he was a goose made of rape. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you see how sponges breed, it's very much there's just like jizz everywhere. I'd be like, I mean, that probably yeah, That tracks. also vibes for Zeus, <laughs> just jizz everywhere. Um, 
Yeah, so as time proceeded in ancient times, uh, there was a, a fairly strong alliance between the Ventru and the Malkavians uh, as Rome rose. Hmm. Uh, this... I could see the Ventru being like, oh, well, you do give good advice. Yeah. Yeah, no, like that's that's entirely kind of the crux of it. So this time period was seen as a high time, like golden age for the Malkavians uh, and when they were actually considered a high clan. Yep. Uh, the prince uh, Camilla of Rome relied heavily on Malkavian advisors, but he actually like treated them well, where he's like, okay, cool. You have insight that is actually really helpful and good and useful for the community. I see your value and I'm going to pay respects. Make sure you got like land and fucking bitches and money mm -hmm. and you know, all that shit. Where he's like, no, nah, we're homies. I take care of my homies. I wish more adventure would fucking do that. Yeah. These yeah. days, a lot of them don't. <laughs> I mean, B-Dave did a good job. No, B-Dave did a great job, but there's just a lot of venture players that are just like, fuck bitches, get paid. Yeah, fuck, <laughs> yeah, fuck everybody else. I'm going to get my bag. Yeah. Um, but yeah, during uh, the, uh, the, 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 not the Phoenician Wars. Anyways, yeah. So uh, as Rome was chilling and doing great, uh, Carthage started becoming a thing. That that old chestnut. Mm -hmm. And there was rumors of like, oh man, fucking the Divan Hakim and the Bruja are making a city that's going to rival Rome. And they're like hanging out with mortals and being open about shit. And I think they're doing devil shit. I don't know. It sounds spooky over there. We should, I don't know. Should we fight it? So Camilla sought the advice of uh, Trifosia, the Malkavian mm -hmm. uh, seer, to be like, hey, so what should I do about this city? And it's unknown if she had a real vision or if she was just like doing some politics. Oh. <laughs> but uh, her suggestion was to crush Carthage. What if it was a prank? It might have been a prank. Uh, that Listen, sounds like a Malkavian. She's prank. like, I, I want to see if he'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Again, the thing that always scares me about the pranks is just like, it is literally prank channels from YouTube. It's a prank, bro. I'm well, like, it's, it's assault. Well, it's one of those, in this case, it might have been a, the prank could be Camilla's getting too big for his uh, toga. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So maybe, maybe if we get into a war where he has to have an actual rival and like test his metal, maybe he'll be humbled. Right. That might or, have been the thought. <laughs> or had a vision and knew he wouldn't succeed and was like, that'll knock him down a peg. Yeah. Or had a vision and was like, oh, well, if he doesn't do this, it's going to be even worse. Right. Yeah, bro, go do it. And then he leaves and she's like, oh, he's going to get his ass kicked. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, but yeah, so Cam uh, Camilla of Rome leads a successful siege of the city along with Prince Alcleus of Syracuse, which is basically Sicily. Hmm. Prince Alcleus is a Malkavian. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So just him and his bros were like, yeah, we're going to go to North Africa and do a, uh, basically a genocide. <laughs> you know, as you do. As you do. Just a little genocide, <laughs> you know, just for Just a funsies. light genociding. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, the uh, kind of dark note about this outside of the genocide is uh, something within Carthage is really fucked up and it completely consumed an entire bloodline of the Malkavians. Mm -hmm. The Malkavians do not talk about this. They just don't go to North Africa. They're just like, no. So that's, if you're in that region of the world, there's just not a lot of Malkavians, or if any. They're mm. just like, mm, bad vibes. Mm -mm. Don't want to do that. I believe it's hinted at, I could be misremembering this, but I believe in Revised, it talks about the elder Malkavian who's kind of teaching the younger one in that book is like, I have reached out to on the a cobweb or on the weave to try and see what happened and there's nothing but pain and blackness there so we just don't go <laughs> all right yeah all right yeah, just don't go there yeah there is some uh hintings about bali activity uh which does ape some of the concerns from ancient uh texts about 
people in Carthage doing like human sacrifice and all sorts of stuff. But that also gets into venture propaganda. It's a whole thing. Uh, <laughs> and I am not up on my archaeological knowledge of Carthage at the moment. So we're going to chug on along. <laughs> boop up. Boop, 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 boop. Boop. After several centuries, Rome falls, mm -hmm. as it does. Uh, much of the madness of the emperors uh, of Rome was blamed on the Malkavians being in seats of power. They're just like, hey, these guys are crazy. People around them seem to go a little cattywampus if they're around. Maybe we shouldn't have fucking Malkavians in seats of power. Yeah, again, as Game of Thrones teaches us. Or maybe it was the fact that the vampires are hundreds of years old and have been here this whole time, and it's just the rampant incest catching up to them. That maybe. and all the lead. Yeah. That, yeah, just, that just put a bit of lead. There was a lot of <laughs> I mean, if we're going Game of Thrones, the Malkavians would probably be like Patchface. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying yeah. like what Game of Thrones has taught us, which is like, oh, what's the worst part of this? Stop, fu uh, stop fucking your cousins and your sisters over and over again and diversify the family line just a little it's bit. It's like if you have to do it now and again for like survival reasons, fine. But like... When it's your go-to? When it's your go-to? Get some new shit in there quick. She's yeah. just like, man, we love it when they have white hair. We just gotta keep that shit going. Just date a blonde. It'll be fine. No, it's gotta be white. <laughs> Don't ever say that line ever again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love and respect you. Please never say that again. <laughs> It's so okay. Yeah. Now we're going to medieval times. Medieval times. You know, I've always wanted to go. The jousting part seems cool, and you get to eat a whole turkey leg. Hell yeah. Actually, yeah. I... You can get a turkey leg at the state fair, though, and that's sure. almost the same as medieval times. Yeah, but I don't have to worry about rednecks trying to call me a slur at medieval times, I feel. This is true. As somebody who has not experienced the food of medieval times, but the experience of medieval times, worth we should we should do a podcast road trip to medieval times. Yes, yes. If we yes. do fucking should. If we, we do, should do dark ages. Dark ages episode for research purposes. We're gonna go to medieval times. Yeah, yeah. yeah we just record the. Oh, we record the intro at fucking medieval times. <laughs> yeah, just like. <laughs> this friends is how you have a vacation dinner trip as a tax write off. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So uh, the medieval times. We should times, also go to uh, Ren Fair together. Just saying. Oh hell yeah! yeah. I love Fuck me a Ren Fair. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I'm built like a tavern wench. It's my environment. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, medieval times. This was not the best of times. Or was the it the worst, worst of, of times? times. No, it was yeah. not. <laughs> but this is the start where uh, the Malkavians slide from being a high clan to a low clan. So they go from being uh, 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 respected advisors to uh, jesters. Just a silly man in a hat with some dingle bells. Mm. Yeah, they're just like, I love the thought that one, it's a prank, but two, mm. they know that fucking Malkavians are sneaky and they're like, we gotta put fucking shitloads of bells on those little bastards. They got, yeah, it makes it, it makes obfuscate harder if every time you take a step, you go, ching, ching. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like putting a bell on your cat. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I know. It's why we put bells on you, because somebody put too much WD-40 on James's servos and he's too fucking quiet. Yeah. That's the reason why I got the key ring on there, because I'm tired of them being like, you snuck up on me. And I'm like, no. I just walked. <laughs> just adjust your ears, flesh bags. Yes. But, I keep uh, telling him to stand out in the rain. Hopefully it'll get rusty. Ah, uh, there we go. Violates my warranty so bad. <laughs> I've seen Wizard of Oz. <laughs> as as with many things in European history, as the rise of Christianity happens, uh, the the uh, quality of life for people in marginalized communities gets worse. <laughs> So, weird yeah, weird how that works yeah it's strange yeah strange uh but yeah the unfortunate uh strangeness of behavior within the clan as well as their gifts of visions were seen as uh not good by the church and then people that are being embraced that grew up in a church environment yeah. so the clan suffered a lot of losses during this time yeah 
Because, you know, there's like, ah, oh, you're a witch. And just like, I'm just, I'm, I'm just Cheryl. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just Cheryl. Well, Cheryl, we don't like the fact that you have a wart somewhere near and or around the area of your face. It's like, I can't help that. I keep cutting it off and then it grows back the next night. I fucking hate it. It grows back? That sounds like witchery. <laughs> no. I can't cut off my finger and it grows back. Look, the mages are over there. Anyways, uh... This clan, the Malkavians, were oddly quiet during the Omen Wars. For those who don't know or don't remember, the Omen Wars were the conflict that the Zabitsi and the gang girl got into with the early Tremere. Because the Tremere were like, hey, we're wizards and we want to get immortality. This vampire shit seems neat. What if we just did a bunch of war crimes? And we uh, oopsed ourselves into being a vampire clan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oopsed or got exactly what they wanted. They're like, ooh, yeah. Salad, come here, buddy. Yeah, so that's, the, that's interesting. So Tremere, uh, Nom Noms... Uh, Saulot to become an antediluvian himself or a clan founder. And the Malkavians are all just kind of, of course there's going to be some outliers, but the clan overall is just kind of chill with it. Yeah, that's like, this is This is what's going to happen. It's fine. I think yeah. that's also because, again, it's there is no official answer, but again, it, it's probably Salat wins in the future. Yeah. Like, that's eh, fine. Bro, be cool. Let's just sit back and eat popcorn. Yeah, because there's the options of some of the Malkavians being like, oh, okay, yeah, no, we saw some visions in the future where, like, Salat wins and he wins, whatever the fuck that means. No. So, like, this is what he wants. Like, this is what Brother Salat wants. So, like, this is cool. It's vibes. And then there's other ones that are like, well, actually, the Tremere have a lot of moxie and we appreciate their academics. So, like, you know, hmm. if somebody were to take over for Salat, this seems appropriate. Mm. They can take over the business. <laughs> that also <laughs> might... That may be a little bit of a parallel, too, if the, like, them consuming their ancestor uh-huh. is... Because they're like, oh, you're consuming another ancestor? Yeah, you don't need that. You don't need an actual antediluvian. Fuck it. Let's see what happens. Oh, shit. They got magic. <laughs> Neat. They're, yeah, just sitting there somehow eating yoldy popcorn. Just being <laughs> yep. like, I wonder if he can do it. Oh, shit. He did do it. Well. <laughs> yeah, just one Malkavian in the back. Do a flip. Yeah, so there's some historical precedent for Malkavians being weirdly chill with the Tremere. Yeah. Where they're just kind of like, no, 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 you're, you're, you're still trying to get that answer for us. So, like, mm-hmm. keep working. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, we want to know about truth, and you all are fucking nerds. So, like, chop, chop. Keep it going. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then during the Convention of Thorns is uh, when you get an interesting split within the clan. Mm-hmm. So the Malkavians were kind of split between the, the, the Anarch Revolt and the Elders pretty evenly. So there was no real consensus on that uh, during the War of Princes. And then we get to the actual convention where you had the separation of Umanda and Vansinesta. Uh, I did not say that right. Vasatanessa? Uh, Vasantasina. Yes. I feel bad because I literally worked really hard last night to be able to say this correctly, but I've slept. Yeah, well, so uh, it's gone now. I'll get it back. It's fine. So these two are Malkavians from India that traveled across the world doing uh, uh, teaching people things about like blood bonds are bad and, you know, live your life. No, no, no. That kind of stuff. Cool. It's very uh, Hindu Brahmin kind of vibes. Uh, these two leaders get to the convention and they have a disagreement on what should happen. Mm-hmm. So, Vasantia, Vasantasina, uh, Vasantasina. Sorry, there you go. Nailed it. Yeah. Vasantasina sided with the Sabbat. Uh, she finds the practice of blood bonding to be abhorrent and dangerous. Uh, during the convention, when the Banu Hakim are cursed by the Tremere, uh, she finds that to be fucking disgusting and she marches out of the convention on that. She's just like, this is gross. I can't believe you all would do that. Fucking bye. I'm. I- 
don't disagree. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. like that's shit's fucked. I understand. I've read ahead and I hear what Umanda has to say, but I'm like, I'm sorry, she's right. Why you booing? I find it funny that she's hiding with the Sabat and finding blood bonding abhorrent and dangerous. And we'll get to that. Sabat. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. That, that note cycles back around. Okay, all right. So, uh, Umada, her sire, uh, sided with Camria because he had visions of fiery genocide if the clans were not able to unite. Now, was it the first Inquisition or the second Inquisition? We mm. don't know. One of them. Mm-hmm. But it seems to be a thing where the Malkavians are like, no, 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 if we don't unite and work together, uh, we're all fucked. And then people don't listen, and then shit gets fucked. Yeah, as if maybe this Convention of Thorns could have been a better time if they would have actually sat there longer and were like, no, 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 let's hear everybody's shit out. Yeah, and then you have the new Anarch Revolt in modern times where the the, the Bruja and the Gangrel march out and then the uh, Justicar for the Malkavians is like, hey, so there's supposed to be seven pillars? There's five now. I don't like this. No, this is bad. Bad numbers. Bad, bad numbers. Vibes. Bad vibes. Mm-mm. And I actually, this is kind of my personal like theory, mm-hmm. but I don't know if the clan ever really split. It seems like they kind of just, we pick every team and just like a group of them went everywhere. But it also talks about how like, because of who they are and what they do, the Machavians are always kind of chill with each other. Like, oh, yeah. even if you're like a diet in the wool like Camarilla guy and you run across like a Sabat Malkavian, they might just vibe anyway because they share part of their brain and they'll be like, listen, like yeah, fraternity over anything else. It's kind of like the, uh, the telepathy ability in all D&D where it's like, yeah, I know you, you forgot speech and you only do clickies now, but we have the madness network and it'll translate to be like, oh no, we can vibe. Yeah. Well, it's kind of, when I say split, it's not like an actual divide. It's so much as kind of like hemispheres of the brain where you got left brain, no. right brain. That's mm-hmm. kind of, like they're still connected and they still work together, but there's definitely two fucking halves. Yeah, yeah. there's a divide in like ideologies. Well, and the Lord also kind of hints that like everyone kind of thinks that the Malkavians helped them. Yeah. Like the Camarilla definitely thinks, oh, they sided with us. The Sabat are like, Oh, they well, they really sided with us, and then the Anarchs thought they sided with them, and then got really mad. Yeah. And but they might have actually just been helping them, and they didn't realize it. Wait, yeah. an angry Anarch? Go on. Shut up! <laughs> I've never I'm heard of that. I'm literally right here. Anywho, but to more cement this uh, divide, we have the Great Prank. Bah, bah, bah. So Udmada and a group of Malkavian Methuselahs went to the woods outside of. Oh God, this is a Czech word, and I'm dumb sorry. slice. Dumb slice. I. It's got a little tick over the Z. I, <laughs> oh, no. I didn't take the time to study this one. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think Hunter might be right. <laughs> yeah, don't slide. So it's a town uh, that is now in the Czech Republic. Uh, this call pulled all of the Camarilla Balkavians to do a pilgrimage to this place. And then they did some sort of ritual that made them all lose the ability to use demontation, forget they had it, and they are just like, you have Dominate now. And they're like, okay, thanks. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Uh, this is probably the update from V5 where they're like, maybe we should not do a crazy power. Well, it, it gets kind of resolved in later old world mm-hmm. we'll yeah. get to that but oh yeah, yeah yeah because i know what you're talking but yeah, about yeah so everybody who played v5 and they're like why is demontation a uh amalgam within dominate this is why huh. this is the lore why hmm. uh but yeah so those who were affected had no idea they had demontation and they're just like i have dominate now okay cool bye and then umada hasn't been seen since he's just eh. oh another person that might be absorbed into the madness network yeah he might have been sacrificed for the prank, or he just, like, did the, all right, I've died my shit, and I know everything's going to be fucked here, and he just, like, went back to India. We don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's just hanging out. Yeah. I, I mentioned it in the last episode, but there aren't consistent leadership pretty much ever with the Malkavians. They kind of 
pop up and every Malkavian knows, oh, I'm going to listen to this guy right now. And then they do the thing that they were supposed to do or wanted to do. And then they kind of just float off again. Mm-hmm. Actually, scariest concept, because again, they're all connected with the Madness Network. And unless I can get some confirmed reports from other observers, I'm like, what if all the leaders are whatever the fuck the Madness Network is? And it just fucking pops a representative. And it's like, you can see this. And then it just... Or, you know, uh, it basically leadership the Malkavians just become like avatars of Malkov for yeah. like a little bit and then they fuck off. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, that was weird. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to go done back with... and finish that sandwich yeah. I was working on. Yeah. I'm done with that. I'm done with that just... figurehead. Ah, oh, damn. They fucked up my puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like the um, start over. mass of um, a- Azasoth. Isn't it where he's got like thousands of different like avatars? No, 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 Narlathotep. Yeah, Narlathotep. I was about to say, he's the great sleeper. Yeah, Azathoth is the great sleeper, and if he wakes up, we all die. We stop existing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we all everything. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) everything stops existing because reality is just his dream. Yeah. So as we travel, their dream. Yeah. So as we travel through narrative time, uh, with the Renaissance, the Enlightenment, and whatnot, uh, basically as science and reason begin to grow and flourish, uh, so does the clan. They go from like super low clan, just like. peasants and you know just witchy gross people and jesters and stuff uh to just like oh hey you got some smarty smart academics in your group we respect and like that please explain to me a science as science uh goes goes good over time malkavians and the camria do better which is good they go they get some status they get they don't really get leadership positions but they're doing better uh and the malkavians that are in the camria tend to be much more stable you're good yeah, the Camarilla Malkavians tend to be much more stable than their Sabbat cousins. It might be due to the lack of dementation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes, and you know, being integrated into society. And also just being in the Sabbat. Yeah, being in the Sabbat will fuck you up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Malkavians do follow the trail of colonialism. Yay! Uh, um. Mostly because they're kind of like, oh, new places, I'm going to go look. Uh, but they tend to follow after things have been settled. They're usually not to be like, I'm going to go be a Frontiers guy. Yeah. Okay, that's better. Yeah, they're just like, no. Eh, eh. Kind of like we talked about, they are, they are city folk mm-hmm. through and through. Mm-hmm. They're just like, right, look, I need to know there's a Dunkin' Donuts, otherwise I'm not fucking with it. <laughs> That's kind of there. <laughs> I need to see a CVS or I don't feel safe. Yeah. Um, a lot of Malkavians were drawn during the revolutions of the Enlightenment and the Romantic eras, uh, especially around the historia, uh, hysteria of the French Revolution. You know, goddamn Robespierre and the Reign of Terror and all that. And the Malkavians are just like, oh, everybody's super paranoid and like chopping heads and shit. Sick. Let's go. <laughs> Let's check Let's it go. out. Let's go. Vive yeah. la revolution. <laughs> Yet again, more. Let's just sit in the back and eat popcorn. Yeah. Or just like getting in on it. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, yeah. just... This is rife for pranks. Yeah. I'm ready to get everybody. Unjust rulers that we can overthrow and take their heads off. Good, good. Yes. So, you know, that that was that was a fun time. Uh, and as we go on into the 1800s and the rise of understanding the mental illness and the mind, uh, Malkavians kind of hit an interesting like note of respect and disrespect at the same time where there's some Malkavians are like, oh, yeah, no, you're... A learned man and scholar who understands the mind, you can continue on the science and do respect. And then there was a bunch that were also like very not well and may or may not have been stuck in the asylum systems or just left to be on the street, like muttering to themselves and not tended to and added to the belief that the Malkavians are... 
not to be trusted with responsibilities because mm. he's he can't even put on shoes. His stockings are a mess. Yeah. As Look you at this vagabond. Yeah, as you put in the notes, it's just, yeah, muttering about Gehenna potentially that mm-hmm. early on. Just being like... <laughs> yeah, just bad things are happening. Speaking vibrating. Of, vibrating. Speaking of bad things and vibrations, the world wars. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's some bad vibes. These are sure. bad vibes. Uh, the Malkavians did not do well during the First World War and the Depression that came afterwards. Uh, yeah, shockingly, if you... Uh, Throw enough bombs where people start getting mental illnesses. That's not great. Mm-hmm. War is bad, kids. Yep. <laughs> so, and, you know, economic depression and all sorts of stuff. Not a good time. It was very sad reading this chunk of the book because the guy who's describing it lived this time period. He's just like, oh, no. Yeah. These were dark nights. No, this is bad. Uh, didn't like the first one. It was very sad. Yeah, we get to the Second World War. And according to Revised, Malkavians could sense the death and suffering caused by the war and particularly the Holocaust through the cobweb. All of the mass death events were just being psychically resonated and picked up by them Mm -hmm. and there was a mass exodus of uh, malkavians from germany Mm. so we got our first clan that didn't actively engage in war crimes guys yay Yay! again there's always probably they're the buddies sorry i was about to say again there are always probably outliers but it is nice to be like we've got one that isn't like eh sure it's okay oh look it's a snack pack that can't leave mm. yeah. I, I gotta I gotta read this quote because it's pretty fucking intense yeah. it is but um the Malkavian's view on World War II was just that madness pooled there but only the strongest could walk amongst the monsters already gathered the human monsters and survive yeah guys welcome to world of darkness where some of the human characters are more fucked up than the vampires. Yeah. It, and they readily go, oh no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, <gasps> that's pretty much the reflection on the good part of the game to be like, are you really the fucking monster? Again, second inquisition. I don't know if the vampires are the monsters anymore. It depends, but it also gets into some interesting allegory switches of the symbolism of vampires over time. I have a whole essay about that that I need to re-record and put onto the internet because I feel like people would like it. Yeah. But anywho. Also, unlike real life, you have to debate that in World of Darkness, the soul and God and all that are pretty much proven to exist, at least from a DM lore knowledge side of things. So, Mm. yeah. Yeah, there is some form of a deity and there's definitely souls. Is that deity good? Eh, we can have that discussion. Yeah, later. maybe it's just a machine. Oh God! Let us, let <laughs> a, not, let us not speak of chronicles. <laughs> yes, I know. I started it. Oh, this, this is your fault. No. All right. Are As we escape uh, the the horrors of World War II into the horrors of the Cold War and you know uh, capitalism and late stage military industrial complexes. Uh, the backswing against mental health treatments, halfway houses, work release programs, and general welfare programs, particularly Reaganomics, uh, pushes the mentally ill, the houseless, uh, the addicted onto the streets. Uh, and this pushes a whole bunch of new pressures onto the Malkavians. Because mm-hmm. a lot of them that were like, had havens in these institutions just don't have the, they, they're just getting kicked out of their houses, essentially. Yeah. Um, a lot of the support networks that they would have had internally amongst themselves, as well as whatever herds they might have built amongst these uh, communities, also is just shunted. And, uh, Bad times. Yeah. Uh, since, and this is a personal note, since vampire society tends to be a reflection of what the mortals are doing, mm-hmm. if the unwell, quote unquote, lack structure and support amongst the mortals, so too do the Malkavians. Hmm. So if 
I would say kind of how well the Malkavians are doing generally in your setting should be kind of a reflection to how well the society in the city you're in tends to treat uh, the mentally unwell or addicts or the disabled. Yeah. 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 And I would actually recommend if you're interested in that kind of history and how it's been portrayed in media and how things are now and that sort of thing, I definitely recommend a video called The History of Insane Asylums and Horror Movies by Impraise of Shadows. It's about two hours long, but it goes deep into the history of mental asylums Mm -hmm. and how media has affected them and changed how people think about them. Uh, It's really, really good. Super fucking good. Yeah. Are we saying that there's a potentiality that uh, demonizing asylums back in the 70s and 80s may have led to... Uh, a change in the way that we treat mental illness? Maybe. Yeah, well, there's the asylum system wasn't good because there was a lot of neglect and mistreatment within those and also just the horrors of the lack of actual understanding of mental and physical disabilities Mm. uh, did contribute to the, like, oh, she's got a sad, but maybe we should do a water enema about it repeatedly. And I'm just like, that's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. I would, he talks about that, and there's some documentaries, exposés. There's one that's still, like, basically illegal to show in the U.S. that came out around that time because it was so fucked up. Wow. Um, And I am not, like, making excuses for, like, Reagan or anything like that, but, like, he did kind of solve a problem just with the worst possible solution. Yeah. But literally, like, in the the way the pop culture at the time saw it is, like, we have basically turned mental health asylums into torture dens. Mm-hmm. So he was just like, all right, get rid of them. Yeah, and it's just, it's very, there was a, uh, the, the documentary that Geraldo Rivera did back in the day with those mental clinics, like back when he was based. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He was the, he was in the 70s and 80s, and then I don't know and what then the they just turned Money into cocaine? Car- Money cocaine, yeah, yeah. He turned into a caricature. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I seeing a problem like that and I recognizing the humanity and the fucked up upness, I'm like, good. Resolving the problem by cutting funding bad bad you know maybe maybe taking all of the tax dollars and giving it to opec and raytheon was not a good idea weird weird (laughs) i don't care what your astrologer says (laughs) on a lighter note moving on Mm -hmm. uh the great prank snaps in 1997 yeah and demontation for all yeah we i don't i could not find a reason why this happened but towards the more modern quote-unquote modern times for the old world books. They're just like, yeah, so recently the, the Great Prank just stopped, so all the Malkavians have demontation again. Well, the what thing, happened to the Dominate? No, that's what it's... That's the thing. Just switched back? It. Yeah, yeah, it's... It's, oh. it's switched back. They converted Dominate dots into demontation oh. dots. So if you point spent so much on like, oh, I have seven Dominate, be like, you have seven demontation now. Hmm. Yeah. And, and it's also hints in, at least I believe in the revised book that it's like, they they don't give a reason, but they say it may have only intended to be uh, a, temporary like, a temporary thing. And it, that time ran up or it's... that whoever was, was it Umada we said who did it? And maybe they're the one who was holding that power back and they bit it. Yeah. It all floods yeah. back in. Okay. We have no like, idea. The time is now... Fly, my children. Yeah, uh-huh. That's what I was about to say, because remember, we've said we know the time for, like, Zapathosura's death, yes. and that was only three years. Oh, no, it was four years before the snap. So No, no, actually, it happens after the snap. Happens after the... Oh, yeah, so it so could be snap, a portent. So Yeah, so the Great Prank snaps in 97, and then Week of Nightmares is in July of 1999. Yeah, oh, yep, yep. So Week of Nightmares is also bad vibes, mm-hmm. because uh, when Ravnos woke up and was being a dick... <laughs> Uh, 
that caused such psychic waves across the planet that it actually affected the cobweb. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all the all of the Malkavians at that time had a really really bad yeah bad vibes because they could just feel the horror of uh, uh, antediluvian properly waking up and doing shit, and they're just like, oh god, oh no, oh no, dad's awake, no. <laughs> Demon he's Daddy, no! He's not even our dad. It's it's Uncle Dad. Yeah. It's Uncle Tiger Dad, no! <laughs> yeah. Oh no, Joe Exotic, stop! But um, <laughs> what I was going to say was, uh, at least my potential theory for that is, because it was the people that were affected were the seers, because it was Malkavians, mortal seers, and mages. Again, with Zapathistura's chai mystery, and him, like, fucking with reality, like, just the rumble of something that can cut... That can uh, corrupt and change reality. Just being like, oh no, the the things that see past reality. Oh yeah, they're event- they're gonna go. Oh no, the ocean's moving. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of there's also just like a lot of essence and glamour and mm. everything flying around, other than vampire stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just it was just a bad week, hmm. a, a week of nightmares, if you will. <laughs> oh, oh, it wow. may have lasted for longer than a week. Yeah, so. Uh... Uh, that leads us up into modern nights where mm-hmm. uh, there are many Malkavians that are plagued with visions of Gehenna as if we're in it now, lads. And, you know, your Malkavians might have a little anxiety because they're just like, oh, no. We've been talking about this for like six centuries. And here it is. Here it is. We told you. We were trying to warn you. you. We've been telling you. And it even says in revised, the revised book, it's just kind of like, it's weird being one of the last generations of Malkavians and knowing all these things we prophesized are about to happen around me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very uh, end credits of Doctor Strange Love is kind of the best way I can explain the vibes. <laughs> uh, which, if you haven't seen that movie, it's really fucking good and unfortunately very poignant still, and I hate that. But it's fine. Um, Malkavians uh, overall are clinging much tighter to the tower than they have in the past. Uh, many of them are seeing this as kind of like the the most secure port in a storm. They're just like, shit's going to get fucked. Mm-hmm. Whether you like the tower or not, you're just like, this has the most infrastructure and uh, this is going to be our best bet. We have to unite. There's five. Why Why is it five? There's supposed to be seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's, that's... Yeah. So... Uh, for those who are interested in major major players in the Malkavians, as of now, we have Jessica Juliet Parr, who is the former sheriff of North London. Uh, she's a very posh English woman with obsessive compulsive disorder and a keen eye for detective work. So this is like a lady Sherlock Holmes kind of a person. Hey, uh, yeah. Uh, she's also a major NP- NPC in the Fall of London Chronicle. So I'm not going to do any spoilers. I wanted to be like, hey, she's really cool. Look into this, but I don't want to fuck that up. So did you play that game. Yeah. <laughs> That's my quick capsule review. I will say that there was a note on, because I did double check the White Wolf uh, Wikipedia page, because sometimes that has really good links to uh, like very obscure books. So it's worth like a double check sometimes. On that page, there is a note that Juliet Parr is transgender, uh, female to male, but I have not read anything that identifies her identifying as a he, him. Hmm. So I don't so... know if it's, oh God, what's the, I can't remember the show. There's the show that's about the historical uh, lady who is like, I'm a man now and is becomes like a gentry lord in 1800s Britain. I don't know if that's what they're pulling from. Um, everything in the book refers to her as she, her. I don't know if she's pulling an Eddie Izzard where they are trans, but they're keeping their old name just because they don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. So question that's, marks. Yeah. Question marks. I don't know. You can run with that how you want in your game. I just wanted that to be noted as a uh, trans icon. Yeah. <laughs> hey. 
And then we have Vasantasina. Vasantasina. Thank you. Just remember, fat, jolly man, uh, and you can't see him. There you go. There you go. Good job. Look at you. Vasantasina is a clan leader. Uh, Despite uh, their many, many years of working within the Sabbat, they had always spoken out against the uh, Vaniculum blood bonding rituals and the use of paths as opposed to like being a moral person. Mm. There's like, hey, maybe turning inwards into your beast is a bad fucking idea. And apparently she was so good at debating uh, Sabbat uh, elders and Nadis that she just had a lot of respect within the Sabbat. And they just kind of like let her do her own thing. Huh. Where they're just like, yeah, she's cool. Yeah, we don't agree with her. We think she's a fucking moron. Mm. But like, you know, she's really well spoken and takes care of people. And she does not like the tower. So bet. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, it's also really funny. I believe it talks about like other... Um, more academic sabat mm-hmm. trying to like impress her or get with her mm-hmm. and um she's always just like oh yeah drive them a little crazy or just fuck with them and be like now you can go yeah just did you learn your lesson okay goodbye yeah there's like a <laughs> there's a section in beckett's jihad diary where he like he goes to meet her and he's describing like it, she's very hot and wearing very little clothing and i want to be enjoying this but she's also like got a bunch of needles going through her skin and while she's like meditating and that kind of ruins it for me <laughs> so uh, beckett, not a kink lord not a <laughs> not a fan of hellraiser not a hell- Either that or Beckett's fucked crazy before and he's like, "Mm, oh no, this is gonna, this is gonna, this is, mm. the risk reward factor's not there. Yeah, look, look, Beckett's a bit of a fuck boy. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Again, supposedly seduced Kane. Fuck boy. Yeah, Uh, supposedly. But yeah, so just, uh, so in modern nights, she has officially left the Sabbat because she's like, they went too crazy. Fuck this. So her and all of her childer and like disciples uh, still preach about blood bonds are bad. Being uh, a good person is good, in fact. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we should just have chill vibes and work together, bro. Just I mean, like, I'm down with that. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. If you see somebody blood bonding, just fucking smack them. Yeah. It's it's very like the chill parts of Hinduism that are just like, this is neat. Thank you. I appreciate this. Mm-hmm. Um and then we have Jeanette and Therese Vorman uh, from the Bloodlines and the L.A. by Nights. If I don't say them, people get pissed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they might as well be like the poster child for vampire in yeah. the late 2000s and early 90s. Even now, like, especially Jeanette Vorman is yeah. kind of like, outside of Beckett, is probably one of the two Vampire the Masquerade NPC characters that like people fucking know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because everybody saw that cover. And like... Uh, you mean the, the hot, like... Schoolgirl uniform with the smudgy goth makeup. Yeah, the totally, in the blood and the blood. The totally not normal looking Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah, she's, yeah. She's got some Quinn vibes. She's just like, what if, what if we took the jester away and we just made it gothic? I mean, there's nothing, Skipper. It's fine if that's what you're into. <laughs> like, I feel like that just informed my entire sexuality as a child. <laughs> yeah. just, I, saw, I saw the Vorman sisters, and I was like, "Yes." You saw the Vorman sisters, and like, well, this is my entire personality now. <laughs> Wait a second, I can get my hot goth girlfriend to also be business hot girlfriend. <laughs> Fucking yes. Damn. You you mean the Bam. hot goth girl can also be business mommy? Yeah. Hell yeah. Cool. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so I'm not going to get into spoilers for them. If you know, you know. And if you don't know, you should go check these things out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're also hinted at being in the new Bloodlines. If that comes out eventually, yeah, yeah, yeah. they well, were talking about well, it. But well, yeah, well, part of that is in the meta plot for V5 is that the, the sisters own separate clubs now. And they're also starting to franchise their branding out to other kindred. 
So if you're a good good noodle, what is what is the name of their club? The Succubus Club. The Asylum. The oh, asylum? is it the Asylum? Yeah, it's yeah. the Asylum. So, yeah. So you can, if you're if you're a good noodle, you might be able to uh, a franchise. Franchise. They have a uh, lore sheet, don't they? They, yeah, do. they do. That's exactly what it is. I think the five dot is you can open up a club with their name under it. Nice. But uh, again, I know we said no spoilers, so I'm going to try to vagary this. I mean, if that's how it's evolved into, that's very healthy for their relationship. That sounds like they are, they're coming to a good terms where they can work together. Well, that's, they, that's good. They, that's good by, and by work together, you mean they own Separate. separate clubs <laughs> and they don't fucking talk to each other? Well, no, no, yeah. no. That's still, that's respecting their autonomy. Yeah, this, this is, uh, it's, it's canonical that the two sisters fucking hate each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, will actively work against each other, even to their own detri- like in personal detriments. Yep. So uh, yeah, that mm-hmm. sucks. Uh, and then our favorite boy, X. Yep. Pineapple, pineapple, pineapple. He's such a sweet boy. Yeah. Just oh, just or confused little <laughs> danger little bisexual boy. sad I, boy. I yeah. love every time I saw him come on that show because I was like, oh, he looks like Bam Majera when he was young he looks like a, a young bit. bam a except bit. for just a little sweet bean and then you know he i like what they do with the character and the fact that they're able to balance some of the silliness like with the dress pants mm-hmm. and but also highlight just the inherent tragedy of the clan mm-hmm. in a way where you're just like oh that hurts yep. yeah i think that oh. annabelle learning about fucking like vampires she's like wow really like Malkavian. I think I wish I would have been a Malkavian. And he's just like, no! Yeah, he gets no! Like mad at her. Yeah, he's yeah. just like, this is fucking hell. This is hell. I live in hell. I would rather be dead. Yeah. Yep. Please kill me. Uh, but yep, yep. yeah, no, like that portrayal is great. So if you want to have a, a, a live action, this is how you do a Malkavian that is kind of silly, but does not t- strain to fish milk. Mm-hmm. Perfect example. And that actor is now also playing a Nosferatu in New York by night now. Mm-hmm. I did not even recognize him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Xander. Holy yeah, fuck. right? Yeah. He's it's he's playing a boxy boy now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't watched any of New York by night yet. Yeah, you can get that from the promos. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah which I'm just like, fuck yeah, I need to get caught up on that. So, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, I'll say one more before we move to the next yeah. section that I really like, um, who's mentioned in both books, actually, mm. although not as prominently as uh, Crazy Jane. Crazy Jane. Oh, so there yeah. was. I think she's one of the early iconic ones that like gets brought up a lot. She's a, she's in the, one of the um, fluff pieces in the first book, and she's in the history, and she's mentioned in the second book. Um, but uh, essentially, she was in a old um, mental asylum where the inmates were being mistreated, and they revolted, took over, and then she kind of turned it into a place of peace, mm-hmm. and a lasted a very short time and the other vampires were like they're conspiring and just kind of wiped the whole asylum out and so ever since she has like traveled the world and like babied new malkavians who are left alone like she comes to them um so she's like a good way to stop caitiffs from just no well uh, abandoned malks from becoming caitiffs she's just like i am your sire yeah. And a lot of uh, the older Malkavians believe she's dead, but a lot of young new- neonates, they're like, no, she came and helped me. Like, she explained everything to me. Yeah, she's chill as fuck. And, like, the, it, it's never confirmed whether she's actually dead or if she's just appearing to new Malkavians, like, through the cobweb and being like, hey there, it's going to be okay. I'll, 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 I'll bring you into the family. Mm-hmm. Was she in either of the Bloodlines games? I feel like I remember, like, running into, like, a... A Malkavian that was kind of like that in one of the games. I could be wrong. I but... don't 
It, I, it's been ages since I played Bloodlines. Right. I feel like now I could be wrong, and if I'm misremembering this, uh, I'll cut it. But I'm pretty sure that she was the one who ch- turned the guy on the beach. Okay. That yeah, he's sense. he's doing a quick check. Uh, I mean, since this is probably gonna get cut, we're dead. It's also time. a Doom Patrol character, so that's all it wants to bring me. <laughs> but um, that's great. Yeah, Crazy Jane and Doom Patrol is pretty dope. Yeah, Jane Pennington. Jane Pennington is her real name, and it was 17th century where it first happened. Um, but uh, looks like I can't find any confirmation that she's okay. in the bloodlines. Okay, okay. Um, she's also known as uh, the Plague Mother or the Plague Bride. Yeah, hmm. uh, yeah there's some mentions about her. And some, yeah, okay, cool. Uh, I have one last one. Uh, again, don't know the guy's name. Goes unnamed. Uh, I always find it interesting that in the Eurydice, uh, the Eurysis fragments, the again, what is old world supposed right answers for Gehenna and the interpretations is always what the Malkavian's saying because you can interpret the philosophers that are in the book, and the unnamed Malkavian is usually pointing out the stuff that is supposedly right in old world, and he's always just like, "What if it's this?" What if it's this? Just like, I think he's the one that when they're like, Zapathosura will be destroyed with the power of the sun. Everybody's like, oh, how are they going to use the sun versus him? And he's just like, what if the humans harness the power of the sun? And they're like, oh, crazy. This is the 15th century. There's no way they could do that. And he's just like, the, the, the mortals are not that wily. That's that's madness. Yeah, you're speaking. I, I just want to do shout out potentially then, uh, unnamed Malk. <laughs> anyway. I also like in yeah. the... Um, I can see the clan book, but I think it's the, the old clan book. Anyway, um, there's like no info on it, but mm-hmm. there was a named Malk just called Malk Time mm-hmm. in the back of the book. Mm-hmm. I love that. I thought it was just like He's weird. He's just a thing that shows up and yeah. mm-hmm. oh god, yeah. I, his picture is just like a child's drawing. I wish I remember the is name. He like Harlem Shuffle, the vampire. I guess. <laughs> I know, yeah, fucking. Oh god, there's one Malkavian prince I really love, and I really wish I could remember his name, but he is the prince of like a little like stop town. Like you're traveling across country and it's literally like a hotel, a gas station, a restaurant. Like that's it. And it's Camarilla town. And he's like an old timey Western sheriff. (laughs) And he's just like, look, anybody can stop here. You can only stay one night because I don't want you causing trouble. And he takes meticulous notes and he is through. He is so thoroughly convinced that he is a bad person. Not only is he constantly taking thorough notes on his behavior, He's got this whole network of everybody else's notes and he has, he hires people to like stalk him to make sure he doesn't do anything (laughs) fucked up because he has spells where he just doesn't remember what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. So he's got this whole chain of network of people spying on him and then having spies spying on the spies and all of this fucking bananas. And because he's convinced that he's secretly fucked up because he's a vampire and it turns out, no, he's just a chill guy. But his madness is his own internal paranoia. Aww. Yeah, so there's there's loads of great fucking Malkavian NPCs in the world that you can pull for your books if you can't think of any good ideas. Huzzah. Huzzah. Lore sheets for that are for Malkav- Malkavian only. Malkavian. <laughs> Malkavian. Malkavian. Macaulay Culkin. These are for only for Macaulay Culkin. Only he gets them. <laughs> only he can have these. How yeah. many toddlers can Macaulay Culkin take down in a uh, booby-trapped house? Careful. Many. Uh... Descendant of Vicentesina. I nailed it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to play Malkavian that is going to like counsel and support others and be able to break blood bonds, there's some good fucking shit in that. Hell yeah. There is the cobweb. It is in the Chicago by Night book. Uh, you get cool brain connecting zoomies. 
is how I wrote that. I was very tired at the end of the script, guys. <laughs> yup. Uh, there's also the Malkavian family in the Chicago Folios book. Uh, you do uh, group therapy with Sun, who is the primogen for the Malkavians, and it's a good, great time, and there's nothing sinister happening. No way. Nothing None. will go wrong. And nothing will go to Starfall Ranch. Uh, that is a lore sheet in uh, Forgotten Religions, which is one of the splat books for Cult of the Blood Gods. Just says, join a cult! Join a cult! That's literally, <laughs> that's all this lore sheet is. Cheat is. It is a Malkavian cult that you can join. It's good. The cult uh, is in, like, northwestern America, somewhere in, like, uh, Washington State, Oregon, Oregon somewhere area, in there. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, we're all one. Good. They're kind of right, though. Um, we are all one. Yeah, I was like, it yeah. feels like just uh, join a us already. D- would you like to be double us? Do you want to be me again? Yeah. <laughs> so would Starfall, like flirty fishing, be kind of similar to any other embrace then? Kind of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so if you want to do a Malkavian cult that is mostly wholesome, about as wholesome as it's going to get. Do yep. Cult of Shalem. Yeah. You are just trying to, you know, bring people comfort yeah. in the cult of Shalem. But you and I are one, and if you are dead, then I am also dead. It's true. Anyway, so that's the clan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, anyone got any final oh, thoughts? Final thoughts. I'm sticking with it, man. I think yeah. these are the bu- these are the buddiest clan. Mm-hmm. You got to watch them. You got to keep an eye on them. Mm-hmm. But they're the buddiest clan so far. Yeah, they're, they're a lot of chill vibes. Most yeah. Of it. Yeah. It's chill vibes combined with the horrifying tragedy of understanding ultimate truth and um, suffering because of it. Yeah. 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 Where you're just like, I, I've seen things and you're trying to like desperately tell people and they're just like, eh, you're crazy. Whatever, man. Let's sit on this beanbag. Yeah. There's like, look, I, look, I understand that this is very important to you, but like I have a city to run and I need you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> They're like your friend who's like chill. And then one day you just go to the house and they're just burning random stuff. And like, oh, what are you doing? And you're like, oh, I need to do some spring cleaning. Get rid of some stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like, so you're burning Halo action figures? Yeah, I didn't need them. (laughs) I don't get it. (laughs) Just like, look, I just, I had too much stuff. Like, I don't need these things, man. You could sell it. Do Mm -hmm. we need money, though? Unfortunately, yes. As much as I wish we didn't. Money is a concept. Yes, the syndicate, man. Yeah, we're glad we keep doing it. having a house isn't. I mean, look, there's, anybody can get a house, but like, what is a home? A place you live. Ohana. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I don't play Malkavians because I feel like I would be too good at it and it would hit very close to home on some shit. And I'm like, mm, that's uncomfortable. Yeah, I was about to say, it would hit that point where it's just like, you get into the philosophy bits where people are just like, we're going to stop listening to you. Why? You do make sense, but God damn it. Like, I'm trying to make power moves. As as a as a leftist femme presenting person, I every day scream about things that people just completely ignored because they are busy and wrapped up in their own bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't want to. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to do that in game now? Ugh. Wait. Yeah. What were you saying? Damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I I now as a male presenting individual now have to explain the concept that I believe you do not understand. <sighs> yep. There you go. Yeah, you don't want to live turn that it around way. on you, Sarah. I'm yep. Hell. I'm hell. <laughs> it's the reason why you're more of a bruja. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thanks, Paralyzed. No, uh, you I was make gonna... cool music. Oh, yeah, sorry, Hunter. You don't get an opinion. Yeah. Oh, Shut the fuck man. up. No, Hunter. Now. <laughs> No, whatever Hunter's about to say, Hunter, future Hunter, cut it out. Okay, yeah. Um, No, I was going to say, I mean, this is definitely still, like, my absolute favorite clan. Um, 
and going back and reading it, I think it reinforced a lot of that. There, there's a lot of baggage with this clan that um, I think came from more from players than it did the lores or the books. Mm-hmm. And like sitting down and actually reading the material, there is some stuff that did not age well. No. Um, no. The first book has a few too many times of, oh, I'm quirky. So I made pop culture references while doing everything like the Joker problem, kind of. Yeah. Um, Deadpool, you can put in that pile too. Harley Quinn, yeah. kind of just the annoying character squad. Um, yeah. but Without actually understanding the character or the tropes or what the fuck's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I, th- I think they're a, good, they're a great clan. They definitely work really well as like plot devices. They're really easy to throw one into your new game because it's just like i'm here because i had a vision what's it mean i don't know mm-hmm. what'd you see the city look i was i saw you actually yeah. and i was supposed to be here right now talking to you in this moment look I so I, I did sure. that i don't know what the subject matter is but look, i knew i'm supposed to talk to you you ever I you ever was, watch uh um yes. the peanuts yeah yeah, the, the the adults. Yeah, that's what the vision was. Like it, they, they were very earnest about it. And it it's seemed very important. important, but like <laughs> I don't know. I woke up in my haven and there was a post-it note <laughs> that just said "Buy toilet paper 2020." But then I realized it was actually part of an anagram because then you open the closet and there's just like this whole closet full of post-it notes <laughs> that you've been trying to piece together, and you realize like, oh wait, no, 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 I fuck, I don't want to go to New York. God, fuck, damn it. There's one of my favorite um, like pieces of fluff from these books is um, about a Malkavian who doesn't believe he's crazy. Mm-hmm. And he thinks that like the craziness is due to that. The people see in the clan is more due to like the reality breakers and mm-hmm. just like society not treating people well. And he's going around trying to find proof that being a Malkavian inherently makes you crazy. Hmm. I won't go into what he finds or any of that just because spoilers, but yeah. like it's a really, re- it's in revised. I believe it's one of the last ones yeah. before you get into the NPCs they have there, but like really, really good. And I think it puts a really good perspective on like these people don't necessarily think that they're insane or crazy or whatever you want to call it, or even mentally unwell. Well, like he talks about just being stressed. Like this whole thing is really fucking stressful and I don't like it, but like yep. I know what's going on. Yeah. Yep. Huh. Yeah, I um, I do love like as I said in the Gehenna episode the like potentiality of Malcap being the Madness Network because yeah they they have a good point where they're like how the fuck do you kill that thing like mm-hmm. it's a good way to run but I also like I mean I'm glad Sarah pointed it out probably this is factual proof lowest percentage of Nazis yeah yeah that's that's just. That's great. I, I'm hoping that we get more <laughs> we clans got, like that. We got one clan that didn't go, you know, Hitler had some ideas. <laughs> the, those are some snazzy outfits. And I, you know, we can oppress a people in genocide. That's fine. But <laughs> I've been doing that anyway. Yeah, exactly. Well, but, it's the Valkavians are a clan that is inherently about uh, marginalized people. Yeah, so it makes less sense for them. So, and they generally, because of the way we in the West tend to interact with people with uh, different perspectives or different ways of behaving, regardless if it's mental illness or not, tends to be, boo, put it in the gutter. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how a lot of these people are. And so them inherently just being like, mm, fascism bad. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah, it's the one thing that I like that I can be like, eh, it has less Nazis. And, <laughs> it, and I did, I, I'm very glad we got to the fact that it's just like, 
I can't remember which which book they were in for the uh, I think it was the Dark Ages book where they had the high clans and the low clans because as we've stated in the script they just keep fluxing between being like ooh you're you're in high society and ah you're the lesser we don't care about you it's just like where are they I don't know where they are on the social totem pole yeah, it's, it's, if you're someone like me who really likes getting into the philosophy of like power and violence mm-hmm. and what that means in regards to society and story and player dynamics, uh, Malkavian is a lot less intense mm-hmm. in that regard. So if you don't want to fucks with that yeah. in your game, Malkavian might be a good option where you're just like, look, I just want to chill, bro, and like play Mario Kart. Yeah, because that does lead into like the thought process that I like that most people don't think, and you could if you wanted to, Think of Malkavians as, ah, yes, this is a power player. This is a person that's scheming and has things going on. Most people are like, we can just vibe. He'll probably tell me if he's about to do something. He's like, I'm going to take over your company. But if you want to play a Malkavian that is a super power player, there's precedent for that. Like the Prince of Boston is a Malkavian, Mm -hmm. and that's part of the, the video game for that, Swan Song. No. Well, also, I talked about it last episode, yeah. but like a lot of scheming and like mm-hmm. the Malkavian time meetups and like mm-hmm. talking to each other through the cobweb. And we didn't get deep into like what all the cobweb is and what it can do. Like, there's a lot of scheming that can go on while no one else knows it. Like, there in the old books, where there's a whole language they could write on walls that only Malkavians could read. Like, they are scheming their asses off, and everyone's like, oh, isn't that cute? They're playing Parcheesi in the corner. <laughs> Which, speaking of... But they're also playing Parcheesi in the corner. I, yeah. I don't think uh, that we're going to do it for this clan uh, this clan episode, but uh, maybe bonus episode later on down the line? Yeah. But the cobweb... Yeah. Yeah, just the, the cobweb. The cobweb is such a big topic. I didn't think it would be fair to ruin the format of the deep dives just to spend however long on the fucking cobweb. No, it's like the fair. abyss. The, the... Yeah, it's like, if we're going to talk about the oblivion abyss, like that has to be its own fucking thing. Yeah. Which, yeah, that's the reason why I'm like, oh, future plans. Yeah. But either way, I think, as John said, thanks, Paralyze, unless... Thank you, Paralyze. Thank you, Paralyze. For the music. Yeah, Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, thanks, You guys are cool. I still find the the song title, Thousands of Dead Cyborgs, a threat. I mean, gotta keep you in check somehow. Look, if this is how you get good, if you're not one of the millions of dead cyborgs... You forgot to add the word scrub. Scrub. There you go. Hey. <laughs> Speaking of keeping individuals in check, John, roll over on your side at sli- uh, at night. You're snoring a bit. Huh? I don't snore. Okay. It's fine. Uh, yeah. So we uh, exist on social medias. Uh, we have the Twitter poll, which will be up soon. Keep eyes out for that on mm-hmm. at blank bodies. I can't pod. believe X Clan got in the poll this time. Oh, blank bodies pod is Instagram. Blank bodies is the Twitter. Uh, blank bodies podcast is the uh the the TikTok yep. that I've been trying to do, but the universe has been like. Fuck this six fish in particular. And by six fish, they mean me. I mean, according to the emails I get, you're doing a bang up job. Oh, but hell um, yeah. Yeah. thank you, internet. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of the of the emails, yes, I mentioned it earlier too. But uh, if you're listening to this, the week it came out, uh, our Patreon clan pulls up that we put all the ones left over from the core book right now, and they're gonna pick. We pick the top two or three, put it on the Twitter poll, and we pick a third if there's a tie, just to make everything even out. But if you want to get on on that early poll and see who the world gets to vote on, we got that on Patreon. Otherwise, next Monday is when the Twitter poll goes up. Uh, we have an email, uh, blankbodies at gmail.com. You can send us uh, your love mail, your hate mail, um, the dreams you have at night, 
uh, suggestions for episodes, um, anything that pops into your head, really. I would love if you sent me some prophecies. That would be cool. Yeah, me too. Uh, Remember, folks, uh, Hunter might be a fae. If you send him your dreams at night or your prophecies, you may not have them anymore. I mean, that's how you get rid of that stuff. Yeah, email me your true name, um, a bag of your fingernails. It'll be uh, fine. A moment um, of your time. If you want to uh, do the interview series that Hunter spearheads, uh, if you got cool projects. Uh, there. LARP, uh, game writing books, songs, music, uh, a jaunty dance. Anything horror tabletop related in general. We've had people make who make original games on. We've had people who do shows on. All kinds of stuff. So if you think that I would enjoy talking to you for 45 minutes to an hour and a half, Shoot me an email. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We are here for community. Speaking of community, we have a free Discord. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do streaming there. We do movie nights. Uh, there's a lot of hangouts. There's a New York by Night watch group. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a bunch of little games going on. Um, we've had random Jackbox nights. Yeah. There's random um, Deep Rock Galactic nights. Um, there's all kinds of stuff. And if you join our Patreon, we have special roles and a little Patreon-only chat, but the for the excuse me the majority of the discord is free for everyone so come and stay say hi hang out uh people are writing their games together talking about how reality is no longer locally real all all kinds of fun stuff um commit theft yeah i mean we as a podcast can't tell you to commit theft but if you did i mean i mean it's kind of a cool story the syndicate would disapprove and that's all the more reason to do it do we have any upcoming events (laughs) to talk about Uh we have uh, other than uh next week should be our malkavian bonus episode so yeah who the fuck knows what that's gonna be uh i took i had a poll actually on the patreon for them to decide um didn't get a full episode out of their choice so i um did that and then i freaked the rest of the script so we're gonna have fun um i mean we can also do the npcs on that oh we're, we're, we're gonna have npcs we're gonna have um the the historical seer that our fans voted for on Patreon, oh and then um, please tell me it's the it's the president's wife. Oh yeah, we also have an itch where we put all our freebies if anybody gives a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah check these guys out on Lanyup Gaming. They got a live play they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and Watch me be sad. Yeah, <laughs> we have. I do that every day, Sarah. Yeah. I know it's it's gonna be way down the future when it actually comes out. But one of our players has started doing a Malkavian PC, and he is he's nailing intri- it. He's nailing it, and it's so interesting. I'm like, oh, oh, that's an interesting take. Yeah, it is, and I'm I'm the one that has to deal with it. Yeah, because <laughs> you ran into it. I. Which also, uh, for the listeners of the Blank, uh, of the Blank Bodies podcast, uh, that future project that is being filmed has Brutus Harrington from our Ventrue episode that has been realized into, and he is exactly what I described him as. He wants the smoke. Hell yeah. yeah. Hopefully we can get that Venture Malkavian Alliance at some yep. point. Hopefully. Uh, I also started a new podcast. It's okay. called uh, Confession Cam. Uh, me and my friends John and Daisy sit down and watch reality shows and talk about them. Um, I decided to pick what show we cover last, and my friend John fucked me over and is making <laughs> me watch the new series of The Kardashians. So we are uh. currently <laughs> keeping up. We're watching... Uh, <laughs> We're watching season two of that. Um, Get fucked, my guy. It's it's <laughs> been an experience. If you want to hear a baffled me, have to talk about people that I've, I've avoided for twenty out of my thirty years of life on this world, <laughs> knowing about. Um, 
It's it, it's a good time, and I've got a revenge show in mind for them. But uh, I yeah. love that this podcast is just going to use slowly turn into weaponizing reality TV shows to hurt your friends. I, I'm here for it. Though. I still say I am not anywhere a part of this, but I would like to just. And I know this might be stretching the bonds of reality TV, but I just want to put down Deadliest Warrior just as a fucking like a decompress show. Be like. This is just going to be two angry men yelling about how they're made up, how they're or, either historical uh, or made up warriors. This is what we watched recently that was weirdly wholesome. It was like something Forge. Oh, yeah, Hero Forge. Forge and Fire. Forge yeah, and Forge Fire. And... Yeah, that's it just, will that kill. Is, that show is literally the epitome of peak wholesome boys will be boys. Yeah, like the fact of. <laughs> we made like, a big sword. Now let's hit something. There's with one. It. Yeah, <laughs> and then when they, they don't do catty comments, people are not fucking trying to get under each other's skin. It's just a. You did good, man. Like, yeah, your sword snapped, but I can see the quality of your craftsmanship. And, did it. and I'm yeah. just like, this is so nice. Aww. Even the competitors. Like, I I still say the thing that got me and Sarah into it was, yeah, there is one, like, expert that looks like an unhinged fae gremlin that came out of nowhere. And he always is just like, I do the sharpness murder test. He does it. And he's like, when it passes, he's like, you'll bleed. It will kill. <laughs> Literally, he always Every says, kill. I'm like, why are hacking, there E's? He's been hacking bullets and jelly for like 20 minutes. He's covered in fake blood. He's yes. just like the happiest, goofy dad grin. That it's is so the job I want. <laughs> yes. That is that is my destiny. Well, I mean, I love, yeah. I love the fact because the, the process of the show is literally they do like the can it kill and then they're like, it doesn't have sturdiness test. So you get done seeing these blades be badasses and this big... Usually the biggest, burliest dude go- comes out and he's like, all right, I'm going to hack a brick wall into it and see if it breaks. And I'm like, I'm going to shoot your sword. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, shit like that. Anyways, we got to end this. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, we're going to have Malkavian ramblings Uh-oh. and then we're going to have to have a meeting. Hey, that's completely on theme. <clears throat> Look, if we, if we have to have a meeting, that means something's happening in the plot and I'm busy. But not always. Sometimes I'm the meeting's busy. just because they want to talk about Parks and Rec. Goodbye. No. Don't forget to send me your prophecies and dreams. Good night. Don't do that. He wants your toenails. Good night. Don't. Trap. Thank you.